What's up everybody, welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for joining us here on the Field Filler Podcast. It is now Christmas Day where I'm at, so hopefully you guys are having a good one and making sure that you're spending time with family or at the very least staying warm from the weather. It's the holidays right now. Just enjoy your time off and just to let you know, once the holidays come and pass, we're just only going to be one month away before the drop of the green flag at the LA Coliseum. So, got a lot of things to be excited for and we also got a lot of things to be thankful for. I'm just first going to start off with this. I'm just wanting to say thank you you guys so much for the journey that we have had here for all the new listeners coming in and for all the listeners who were first here on the very first episode when I had no idea what I was doing I mean when we first started we only had about four listeners and I was super grateful I was really excited that at least four people wanted to hear me uh, talk about NASCAR now we see numbers that would be considered record-breaking for me at the beginning of the year during the offseason that's unbelievable And it's given me the motivation to keep staying with this podcast. I hope for this one to keep growing for many years to come. It's also gotten me the courage to start making videos on social media and even be able to reach out to people who I never would have had the courage to reach out to and made some great friends. I mean, we remember our guest from a couple months ago, uh, Johnny on the Track. He started only eight months ago. I I didn't know who he even was, and he followed me randomly on Twitter, and now we keep in contact almost every single day, if not every other day. A really great guy that I have had the pleasure to get to know, and and of course, many of you guys have messaged me out on Twitter. That has been absolutely awesome. So again, thank you guys, and ready for the New Year's. Just ready for the New Year's and seeing what the 2022 season has for us. Who knows what changes are going to happen? I mean, first year... it was kind of a comedy podcast. Uh, this current year, we had it more as a focus on fantasy for the most part. Who knows? Maybe next season, we will be having interviews with drivers. That would be really cool. However, I want to make sure that we still nail our fantasies because I know that's something you guys really enjoy. But other than that, guys, let's focus on a little bit of news that we've seen here this week. Obviously, Surviving the Off Season is a series we're doing right now, and we're just looking at all the silly season news that's going on for the Truck Series, x Series, and the Cup Series. I don't think this episode is going to be one of the longer ones. I think that's totally all right. I mean, it's the holidays. We're all busy right now. So let's dive into it. Let's look at this week's news here in the Camping World Truck Series. Alright, so the Truck Series did have the most bit of news here during this week. It's not too much, but still uh, very worthy to talk about. Let's first start off with Kyle Busch Motorsports. So, Kyle Busch Motorsports has been trying to make some announcements here on their driver lineup for 2022. Well, they just announced one for the number 15 truck. It's not a full-time season, but it is for 15 races. And that is talking about Corey Heim is going to be driving the number 51 machine in 2022 for Kyle Busch Motorsports. For those of you who don't know who Corey Heim is, Corey Heim is a driver from Georgia who ran three races in the Truck Series last year. He competes down in the Arkham Menard Series, uh, most notably 2021, where he had uh, six victories throughout the year, and he finished second in the points. Basically, whatever races Ty Gibbs didn't win, it was Corey Himes in the number 20. Now he's going to be moving on into a bigger role with Kyle Busch Motorsports in that 51 machine, now up to 15 races. So that only leaves eight races left for the 51 truck. I'm really excited to see what Corey Heim can do. I mean, he clearly showed how much talent he has just by the Arca Series alone. I mean, his worst finish all of last season was a seventh place finish. 
When your worst finish is a seventh place finish, that's pretty damn impressive. And it's not like it was just this season alone. I mean, you look at the Arkham Menard Series East Series, the worst finish there was a seventh. Um, back in 2019, when he was driving for a much smaller team, he was still getting top tens almost every single race except one. So this kid's got a lot of talent. And now to put him in one of the most competitive truck teams in NASCAR, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what that rookie can do. Am I thinking the likes of maybe what Ty Gibbs was able to do with Joe Gibbs racing in the Xfinity series? Probably not, but if he can get a victory in that number 51 truck, that would be absolutely huge. So Corey Heim, he's slated for 15 races for Kyle Busch Motorsports in 2022 in that number 51 truck. And let's talk about the next set of news for another driver who made an announcement here this weekend in the truck series, and that is regarding Jesse Little. Jesse Little announced on Twitter that he was going to make a big announcement for where he was going to be for 2022. Well, now he's confirmed that he is going to be going to Young's Motorsports driving what will probably more than likely be the number 12 truck. This one, some people could say, is a step backwards for Jesse Little, but I think this is the right choice for him just to due to the fact that he was only running part-time for BJ McLeod Motorsports in 2021. Hasn't had a full-time ride since uh, 2020 when he was racing with JD Motorsports. Now he's going to get an opportunity to run full-time and run for the playoffs now in the truck series. Is he going to be able to make it? Uh, That's a little tough. I mean, Young Motorsports is not comparable to some of the other teams racing down there. But still, he has shown some success in the past while racing in the truck series. I mean, between 2017 to 2019, when he was basically a driver and owner, he did have some pretty good results. I mean, holy cow, especially in 2018, out of the nine races that he ran, he finished in the top 10 in six of those races. That's pretty damn impressive for a team running part-time. Now with uh, Young Motorsports getting that big victory there at Talladega, yes, of course it's Talladega. I mean, they got to have momentum now going in their direction. I mean, you don't get a victory and just think, oh, well, it was just a fluke. No way, man. You jump on top of that. So they haven't announced what number he's going to be in exactly, but obviously with the announcements earlier in the last couple of weeks that Tate Fogelman was moving on over to On Point Motorsports. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes over that number for Young Motorsports. So a driver add-on, Jesse Little is returning to full-time racing down here in the truck series while he will drive for Young Motorsports in 2022. And the last announcement we will see here in the Truck Series. Again, another driver making their announcement running full-time in the Truck Series for next season. This time, it's going to be Blaine Perkins. He has made his announcement that he will be joining CR7 Motorsports to run the full season. If you do not know who CR7 Motorsports, that is the number 9 Chevrolet Silverado truck that we saw Grant Enfinger run a few races when he was not in the number 98 truck for Thor Motorsports. He was running the rest of his races except for the Daytona Road Course here with this team. So CR7 Motorsports has been looking for a full-time driver to drive in their truck and now they're going to finally get the opportunity with a driver who has not yet made a start here in the truck series. But I'm not too concerned about that just because of some of his results we saw with our Motorsports last year in the number 23 machine. I mean, near the end of the season, he got nothing but top 20 finishes for his last three 
three races, finishing 20th, 13th, 16th. Hell, I think he even won a stage at Talladega. Very, very impressive results. Now he's going to be um, sitting with a team full-time. We will see what he is able to do with that. I mean, the driver from Bakersfield, California, has ran the last uh, couple of years down in the Arkham Menards West Series, and he finished second in the points in the Sunrise Ford Racing number nine team. So let's see what he can do. Let's see with him now getting an opportunity here in the Truck Series. It's not going to be a part-time ride. It's going to be going to full-time. Uh, I don't. I would expect him kind of at the same level as you know where Jesse Little and Young Motorsports is at. I don't want to see a situation where they had Grant Enfinger running the truck, and then one day they would be able to get a top ten, and then the other day they couldn't finish the race due to mechanical problems. That would be the worst side to see. CR7 Motorsports has to have more consistency with their truck. Maybe they'll get it with Blaine Perkins, and maybe Blaine Perkins will put up some really good results for this team. So Blaine Perkins makes this announcement that he's going to be running full-time in the truck series for the 2022 season with the number nine truck of CR7 Motorsports. Now let's move on to the Xfinity series. Only really two bits of news that I'll really discuss here down here for this week. I mean, there wasn't really that too many announcements here, but there is one that's really quite interesting that I should really talk about here. Um, This is regarding a former Xfinity series driver, um, JC Stout. If you do not know who this driver is, don't worry. They didn't run that many races. Um, they only ran a handful of races down in the Xfinity Series. There's some races with JD Motorsports. One with Rick Rare Racing before we knew what Rick Rare Racing was. But the last time JC Stout was in the sport was all the way back in 2010. Now he comes back as an owner of a team which is called SQR Development and they will field Toyotas in the NASCAR Xfinity Series as they purchase chassis from Joe Gibb Racing and they are looking to compete in 10 to 12 races with their first race coming at Richmond Raceway on April 2nd. This is very interesting to see because we haven't really seen this in quite a while due to the pandemic. We haven't really seen a part-time team uh, start up and say that they're going to be starting in the middle of the season. We haven't been able to see that. Now we're finally getting that opportunity to see small teams like this uh, compete for a couple races here and there. So SQR development kind of has given us that old feeling of what we used to feel before the pandemic. I don't know what to expect from this team, if really anything. Um, They say they've been talking to a few drivers with notable names. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're grabbing someone like, let's say, a Matt Benedetto or Ryan Newman. I don't really think that. It'll probably be a driver that we've seen in the past. Maybe someone like Stephen Light. I could see him driving one of these cars or someone from MBM Motorsports since they run Toyotas. But I'm just making guesses right now. We don't know too much. All we know is that this team is planning to run 10 to 12 races, bought chassis from Joe Gibbs Racing, which is a really good team to buy chassis from, and that they're starting in the middle of the season first starting at Richmond Raceway. I mean, J.C. Stout has a lot of optimism, so we shall see what they're able to do, but in addition to him starting his own X-Fandy Series team, this is also kind of funny, he is running for New York State Governor in 2022. Um... I don't know what to really say about that, except uh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. This is just very, very interesting. A team running 10 to 12 races, SQR development, coming to the Xfinity Series, and their owner is also going to be running for New York State Governor. Let's see what this team can do. 
And this one's not really talking about a brand new team developing or a new driver going to a new car, but it is still worthy of news because it is a big name regarding spotters. Brandon Brown has made his announcement for who his spotter is going to be for the 2022 season, and that's going to be TJ Majors. If you do not know who TJ Majors is, he is a big name when it comes to spotters. I mean, he has spotted for the drivers of the likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski. Very, very impressive resume for him right there. But now he's going to be joining Brandon Brown, which is kind of a smaller team that I did not expect from a full-time spotter who's already going to be spotting at Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing in the number six car. But you know what? Maybe he's just trying to get that little extra bit of practice. I know a lot of spotters tend to do that. So, hey, good good for this team. I mean, they're saying that they're going to have a lot of growth going into the 2022 season. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be really fun to watch. I mean, they've been doing so much with so little. And I think this year is going to be a big season for them to potentially make it into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they're going to be battling it out with Jeremy Clements to make that final spot. And having someone like TJ Majors, who's a has a lot of experience behind him being a spotter, is going to help out the team to continue to go in that growing path. So TJ Majors is spotting for Brandon Brown in 2022 in the X-Fandy series. Alright, now let's move on to the big news here in the Cup Series. Not too much news here, but still some very big announcements. One regarding uh, sponsorship, one regarding uh, the new package coming in, and one regarding a track. Let's first start off with the sponsorship situation, and that is regarding Kyle Busch. This is going to hit a lot of Kyle Busch fans hard, and and I understand, and honestly, longtime NASCAR fans, now that I think about it, because Mars Incorporated, M&M's, is going to be departing from NASCAR following the 2022 season. This has got to be a big blow for Joe Gibbs Racing and anybody who's a fan of the number 18 M&M's machine, because... Gosh, how long have we seen that car? We have seen that car for 13 plus years. And we've seen M&M's in the series since 1998 when they first sponsored the number 36 machine of, I do believe it was Ernie Irvin. So uh, to see another big sponsorship go like this, it's very sad to see. I'm hoping that uh, Joe Gibbs Racing can find another sponsorship here. I mean, it's Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch um, can get victories and can give you a lot of TV time in victory lane. So I wouldn't be very, very shocked if they do not find someone who's able to take in that spot um, where M&M's is going to be leaving. But still, very, very um, tragic to see. I, that's the only word I can use is tragic because, gosh, it always stinks to see big-time sponsorships like this just go. I mean, M&M's is like one of the top sponsors that we have seen for so many years. This is like the equivalent to seeing Budweiser go, Coors, and most of the beer sponsorships, as well as Haveline and no longer seeing DuPont. I mean, the 2000 sponsors are disappearing, and M&M's is like one of the last ones that have stuck around, and now see them gone, man, it's kind of a bummer, but hopefully we hear some announcements soon here from Joe Gibbs Racing and Kyle Busch on who the sponsorship is going to be to take over. They're still going to have interstate batteries in 2023 because uh, the president of JGR basically said we're going to be announcing who will be on our car with interstate batteries. But yeah, one thing's for sure, in 2023, we will not be seeing the number 18 M&M's machine after the 2022 season. <laughs> Alright, 
So this is probably the most exciting news that I know a lot of NASCAR fans are excited for because it's all around good news, in my personal opinion. NASCAR has decided that they are going to be moving to a higher horsepower, lower downforce package in 2022. Yes, finally, some great news about the next-gen car. We didn't really hear too much, and a lot of us were really scared because, you know, when usually nothing's being said, it's because there's nothing really good to say. Now that NASCAR has finally came together and they're like, look, we're going to try this new horsepower package here in a testing session at Charlotte. Let's see what happens here. And it looks like everything went pretty well because they said the next-gen car will feature a 670 horsepower engine and a 4-inch spoiler. Components that have already been announced for all short tracks and road courses, now it will be coming to all intermediate racetracks. The only tracks it will not go to is the super speedway racetracks, uh, more specifically Daytona and Talladega. And and here's the reason why this is really exciting news, is because the drivers are actually saying it themselves, that they're very happy with this package coming up. I mean, the fans were just upset. They were done with the 550 horsepower package. It was an experiment that just wasn't working, and NASCAR kept trying it, and the project was just a failure. There was no way to be able to make the 550 horsepower package work. They, They tried everything they could to compounds and to the racetracks, to trying to make the grouping even closer as possible to kind of make it almost like uh, similar to a super speedway race. It just wasn't going to work because passing was very limited and the races were boring. We like races where um, they have high horsepower because these guys are more on edge going around the turns. And then lower downforce, it means it's easier to get around cars. You're no longer having to deal with so much dirty air. So... This is big news. This honestly changes how we can look at 2022. It's no longer a fear of worrying. It's more of excitement like, oh man, how are these cars going to race now? How are these next-gen cars going to do for the sport? And I'm more excited than ever. Um, We should get some more news here in the following weeks because they do have um, another testing session that's going to happen in January at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is actually going to be the next bit of news that I'll talk about. But NASCAR, I think, made the right call on this one they will be moving to a 670 horsepower engine and four inch spoiler for most of the races intermediate short tracks and road courses will have this package here for 2022 all right now let's talk about a track that we just mentioned here um atlanta motor speedway as we are all aware At the end of the race in July 11th at Atlanta, they began immediate construction on reconfiguring the track. They weren't just going to do a repave. They were actually going to change the track up drastically. And what I mean by that is they molded its new shapes. They're sporting steeper corners, new drainage technology, and coating of brand new asphalt going over the racetrack. It is now finally complete. And we're going to finally be able to see how good this racetrack is going to race here, first starting in the testing session in January. Uh, they finally completed it, and they celebrate with fireworks and um, a party, which, I mean, I, I don't blame them for that because, obviously, when you're working 163 days straight of trying to get that track done for the testing session in January, obviously, they were just finally relieved to get it all done. Now, the goal of this reconfiguration is to make the racing more tighter and faster than ever, almost similar to a super speedway race. I I don't know what to expect. 
I'm going to stay um, a little bit neutral on it because I've seen negatives as super negative comparable to what Kyle Busch was saying, like, well, give me a piece of that track before you ruin it. I want to know what a, what a real racetrack is like. I was like, oh my gosh, well, way to be negative there. I also heard some really exciting news, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most unique track that we've ever seen. I'm just hoping that this is now becomes one of the most exciting racetracks on the schedule because Atlanta Motor Speedway is one of the most iconic tracks in NASCAR. Back in the early 2000s, it had some of the most exciting finishes. Back in the 90s, it was the last race of the season, so obviously it was a very important racetrack. Lately, it's been one of the um, lower-end races where they're kind of like, eh, we don't care about this race. And Atlanta Motor Speedway should never be thought of like that. So I really hope that all these changes that they did to the track is very positive in the long haul. I, I really hope that happens here. We shall see first starting with the testing session, but everything seems completed and ready for that testing session here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. All right, let's wrap it up with where we're going to be watching NASCAR in the future. I'm talking about NASCAR TV rights. Now, all of us are aware that NASCAR's current deals run through 2024. However, it is pretty clear that NBC will not be returning after the end of their contract run. And Fox has already wants to renew. Um, NBC Sports has shut down and they're going to be shutting down starting um, the beginning of 2022. So that means everyone's wondering where will NASCAR go for the second half or part of the season? Looks like ESPN is interested in having NASCAR coverage again. While this is merely speculation, it's obviously very important to talk about here because a lot of people are honestly wondering where NASCAR is going to go here in the next couple of years once these TV rights end. A lot of people are thinking streaming services. Now, I don't know what your opinions are on ESPN. Uh, There's some great things about ESPN, uh, most notably the announcers. I really like the announcers. Uh, A lot of negative things at the same time too. Coverage is kind of weak there on ESPN and sometimes they don't show as much interest as some other channels do about the sport. Nonetheless, we want to make sure that all the races are televised. The worst thing possible is that they only show a few races and some races you cannot view. Uh, A lot of people are thinking that it could be possibly streaming services where you pay monthly That is going to stink, but at the same time, I guess you don't have to buy TV anymore. Uh, This is for mostly the younger fans where they're just like, we don't watch TV. We just use streaming services. Well, this could potentially be the move in the direction that ESPN goes. But like I said, all speculations. But right now, it looks like one of the front runners potentially for NASCAR TV rights after the 2024 season could be ESPN. And that will conclude this week's news here in the NASCAR racing world, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying the holidays right now. We still got New Year's coming up. Uh, Make sure to try to survive that one. I don't know. I think I might post the episode earlier next week. We shall see because I'm going to be more than likely pretty drunk that day. (laughs) Just letting you guys know. Fair warning. But uh, make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me at TylerV33 on Twitter. Or you can look up NASCAR Field Filler. I pop up either way. Or if you want to check out our TikTok or YouTube channel, it's at VanillaWafers44. Uh, I post daily videos on on TikTok and mostly every other day on YouTube. And it's all NASCAR information, stuff that you guys would more than likely enjoy. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. 
I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into Pit Road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care and have yourselves a Merry Christmas. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.